Hey, Samantha, guess what? What? It's almost our 100th episode, and you know what that means. Special episode time and also Bigfoot. Yep, Bigfoot. That's right. If you are so inclined and you want to know more information about us, we are going to do a bonus Q&A episode for you. So be sure to write us in at ReaperGals at ReaperTales.com to submit your questions. You can also reach us, mostly Samantha, on our social media at ReaperTales Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We will consider all and any questions as long as they're appropriate. We're not going to tell you our bra sizes. I'm sorry. Anyways, we look forward to our 100th episode and we can't wait to hear from you. Hello, I'm Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And I almost said the wrong thing. I know. I said the wrong thing. We're going to pretend that that went off flawlessly as usual. It did. Um, it's not usual, honestly. But hey, you know, it, sometimes we get it right. Anyway. I'm keeping it consistent. Fair. Today, I'm going to tell Montana about two unique individuals and their experiences with lightning. But before we get into it, Montana, what are we drinking? So glad you asked. We are not drinking it right now, but so because this video is going to be on YouTube eventually. So whoever watches it and they're like, they're not drinking that. I know, but we are going to make the drink afterwards. Don't worry. It's a whole thing. Anyways, we're drinking white lightning cocktail and it's too early in the day for me to drink this and this is why you are gonna need two ounces of moonshine yes <laughs> so that's why i'm you not drinking I'm it, yet. it at least part of it's in alabama come on moonshine was a requirement okay fair enough well moonshining was very prominent in virginia and north carolina uh funny you said virginia because the other one is in virginia so. <laughs> okay well if <laughs> there it's, we go so two ounces of moonshine, uh, a teaspoon of sugar, and one ounce of lemon juice. You are going to combine the moonshine, sugar, and lemon juice in a shaker. Is there no ice? I mean, you're going to okay, pour no. it over ice. Yeah, you're, you're going to shake that shit up until the sugar dissolves and then pour it over a chilled glass. Yeah, no ice. Uh, but I mean, if you want to put ice in it, uh, it's, it's your death. Anyways, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I forgot how to podcast. We just did an episode. <laughs> Two in a row is so difficult. I'm drinking the Big O from Sugar Creek here in Charlotte, which is what I drank yesterday at District 57. But yeah, it's it's too early in the day for me. If I drink a moonshine drink, I'm going to be passed out right after this, so... That's fair. I'm drinking, but I probably won't be drinking much because I'm the one delivering the case. But it's the Juicy Haze IPA from New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. I, I love the Voodoo Ranger ones. So um, I just grabbed it from the fridge because I don't have moonshine on hand, but I will be making it later. Um, I think, Montana, you and I should do it when I get into town. Oh, okay. Well, here. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. So people can see we actually do that. On most episodes, Kelsey's drinking water, uh, so she can't cheers. It's bad luck to cheers She's with water. Right? Oh, okay, you can cheers with that. Yeah, cheers. Clank. Boom. 
right now that we smacked the cameras a bunch for those it's that are going to watch this on YouTube. All right. So are you ready to hear about these uh, very interesting individuals? I'm ready to hear anything well, other than what I already nope. just spoke about. Well, that was, that was kind of the idea, right? Um, so I don't know if any of our listeners have noticed, but we've completely gone off the rails when it comes to a schedule. We were kind of con- con- consistent uh, doing one case joint, the other person covers a case joint and going and going back and forth. And we had some bonus episodes and now we've just, we have no schedule. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because Montana has been gracious enough to help cover more so than normal because she has her shit together and I do not. JK, uh, I've just been really busy. I actually have been studying for a really big certification and I, the studying takes up basically all of my free time. So she has been gracious enough to, you know, research extra episodes and record extra episodes and cover up for my uh, lackluster performance this last couple of months, especially during the holidays. So thank you, Montana, so much. Again, thank you, as always, to the lovely Kelsey for helping in all of the ways that she does, including keeping us on track and making sure we actually record on time because I actually finished my coursework, which is not easy last weekend. So this is the first weekend I've had that I have not had to study 20 hours over the weekend. Um, And so hopefully we'll get back to a regular schedule ish. But we're also going to mix it up, I think, from time to time, just in general. But this episode is to kind of take us down a notch or up a notch. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Get us away from the last two episodes because they were a bit heavy. So this is going to be a little bit of a lighter episode. So hopefully it'll it'll bring some brevity back to the podcast and we'll be ready for the next episode. We'll see. Yeah, thanks to Kelty. Also, uh, Kelty, if you're so inclined to do so when you go to edit this, can you just take that clip out of where Samantha said I had my shit together? Nobody's ever said that to me. And <laughs> I want it as a ringtone. So. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Please and thank you. It, you should have it as a ringtone because it's probably the only time I'm ever going to say that. I know. You can yeah, remind true. me that it did happen once. I do I do thrive in chaos. So this has been great. I did great. remind you today. I, I know. We almost, we almost went you by not, without it. It would not have gone well. All right. So I'm going to cover two. There are two men whose personalities were a little bit ma- more magnetic than they probably intended and attracted a bit more than they bargained for, namely lightning. So let's talk about William Cosper. And this is one of those things where I was like, when I was reading the story, and it was a very brief story in this small book that I got uh, when we first started doing the podcast, it has like brief stories, which is great because it kind of gives me, it dips your toe in the water of all of these different stories around Alabama. And then you can go and research and go in more in depth into it if you want to. And his was one of them. And I read it and I was like, good grief, this can't be real. And it is. At least it was widely reported. So my question is, does lightning ever strike the same place twice? What about three or four times? And then what if we're talking about a person, not necessarily a place? Okay. So I have two different people who got struck multiple times. The first one I'm going to cover was the one here in Alabama. And then I've got another one, like I said, in, in Virginia. William Yeldell Cosper of Childersburg, Alabama, was born on February 13, 1842, in Talladega, Alabama, to James Cosper and Sarah D. Jarnett. 
which is interesting because I actually have known people named Dujarnet, so that must be a common name here in Alabama. Anyway, he had 16 siblings, according to the Ancestry site that I located his information. Unfortunately, 1842, that time period, most of them died kind of young. Oh, 1842. Okay. I thought you, for some reason, I thought you said 1942, and then... I was like, because then you said his, before that, you said his ghost. And I was like, dang, he didn't live, he didn't live that long. Or maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seems like, well, I guess he would be 80, around 80, uh, 70 something. I don't know how to math. Uh, point is. I haven't even told I, you when he died yet. No, I know. Wait, is he still alive? <laughs> how would you know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you said he was a ghost. Like I the ghost was, of him. N- well, he is dead, but I haven't told you when he died. And he was oh. born in 1842, well, yeah, no. so no, he's not still alive. <laughs> I know. I, I know. <laughs> but that's, would be that's going the, on 200 years. <laughs> that, that was the monologue in my head. I was like, why would he already be dead? Wow, like, this this, this is, went off so the rails a lot sooner soon. than I thought it was going to. But, Sorry. Okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> you, would, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even know that I actually did take my medicine today. <laughs> <laughs> you really wouldn't. Okay, so... Not much is known of his life in general, but I was able to find that he was married to Ada Zolia, I guess, Gray, on January 1st, 1872. Smart. Let's just get married on New Year's. We're already celebrating. We'll just throw in the anniversary. I won't forget it. My brother did the same thing. That's pretty smart. In 1872, in Washita, Louisiana, they had at least two daughters, Sally and Hazel, And unfortunately, sadly, according to the same ancestry site that I found that information, both passed before William himself passed. They died in 1900 and 1912, respectively. They were only 24 and 30 years old. Oh, that's sad. So again, we're talking 18, late 1800s. People didn't live as long. I guess it was pretty common. So I feel like he actually lived for a long time, considering. William actually lived in Washita until his death on August 27th, 1919, at the age of 77, which oh, I feel nice. like is okay. ancient from the 1800s. And then he was actually, I guess his body was moved to Childersburg because that's where his final resting place was. Okay. Well, how far yeah. is Childersburg from where was that? Was it Tal- Washita? Day- Tal- Washita? So it is. N- I'm gonna. I'm gonna type this out for you, <laughs> Kelsey, because her face. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to sound it out, but it's. <laughs> You're not, not gonna be able Wichita. to sign that. Sound- I, yeah, know. Yeah, Help me. I had to look it up how to pronounce it, and I even did the like the the phonic. <laughs> I wouldn't forget. (laughs) Um, Also, if you're from Louisiana, you are very familiar with that because my dad used to brag about Natchitoches and it it does not spell that way at all. Natchitoches? So it's pretty common. Natchitoches. Yeah. Uh, Gazantide. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's like no vowels. Wait, that was a perfect time. Hey. Hey. Yes. I am so. I don't know what to do now that you found that. I really oh I'm, I'm I'm so excited. Um, okay, happen. it's five five hours forty seven minutes from Childersburg to Wacha to Cha. Washita. Washita. It does not look like it at all, but it sort of sorta of does once you see it and know how to pronounce well, it. I'm, but I'm guessing it's like a Native also- American. Thing? uh probably Pro- yeah i mean it it's definitely like. native um i would think 
So that's in today's time. So it was probably much longer than that in the 1800s, if I had, or 1919. Why would would they, like, move his body that far? Because that's where his entire family was from. If you walked, it would take 214 hours. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Why would you walk? I'm not going to walk for 30 minutes. You think I'm going to walk for 200 and something hours? Get out of here. Definitely don't. (sighs) But his entire family is buried in that, well... I mean, basically, his entire family at that time was buried there. So they brought him back. Gotcha. William has a strange story that is certainly worth talking about and is actually listed within the thousand strangest stories in the United States and was covered by Ripley's Believe It or Not. You see, lightning seemed to be attracted to William for some reason, so much so that it kept coming back to him even after death. It's because he was so handsome. Maybe. I don't know. I couldn't find any pictures of him. Who knows? So quick aside, because I want to take some a moment to deliver some factoids, because I know our listeners love hearing about them so much. Oh, yeah. They, they tell us all the time. They write in and they're like, oh, my God, the only thing that would make this better is if you just made one whole episode about statistics and yeah, facts. I, I and, and so I wanted to deliver that to you guys um, because I love yeah. you so much. You're bringing the people what they want. That's what I'm, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So in 2019 alone, lightning is a common occurrence in Alabama with an average of almost 16 strikes per square mile annually. Thunderstorms with hail and lightning are common in the state. The southern part of the state averages 70 to 80 days a year of thunderstorms, which I can attest to personally. A lightning bolt has a temperature of roughly 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And for those of you who wanted to know, that's nearly 30,000 degrees Celsius which is around five times hotter than the sun's surface, just for reference. Just a little toasty, a little warm, a little little toasty. According to 1819news.com, certified broadcast meteorologist J.P. Dice said when a person is struck by lightning, injuries can vary. You can see someone's heart stop because of the disruption of the electrical signals that drive the heart, obviously. Dice said... They can be revived by CPR in some cases. Also, when they are struck by lightning, there can be severe burns, which is actually usually what you end up seeing, especially from anybody who actually lives. Don't they have like those weird, like veiny looking like things yeah, on their body? Yeah, it literally travels through your veins. Yeah, it's so weird. It, it has like a, it almost looks like a root system whenever yeah. it burns it. So according to one source, because keep in mind, this was in the 1800s and most of these happened, or half of them happened. Anyway, according to one source, the first time William was struck by lightning, he and his wife were in the front room of their house spinning wool. When a lightning bolt somehow struck, got inside the house, struck the wool, setting it on fire and hitting him. Have you ever seen somebody spin wool? No, but Paul actually asked when you were going to start spinning your own. <laughs> I've thought about it. Oh, my God, Paul. <laughs> he, sent a, uh, he sent me a TikTok or a reel or something. He was like, so when's Montana going to start spinning her own wool? <laughs> it looks so cool. Like, I want to do it so bad. But like, oh, my God. Could you imagine? It seems and like I a have lot to get of work. Some, I have to get so much equipment. It's so expensive. But it looks so cool. So I, I watch videos, a lot of videos of people doing that to live out my next hyperfixation. Of course. So I don't spend a ton of money on it. Well, that's one option. (laughs) So this, but this was more of a close call compared to the next time. 
So sometime later, some sources say about a month, William was simply hanging out on his front porch, probably watching a storm because I do that all the time. And I've definitely been known to do that, especially when I was younger. When all of a sudden he was struck by lightning and he lived thanks to his wife's care, despite the fact that that probably wasn't super common at the time for people to live through a lightning strike. And it was a direct strike, too. Unfortunately, he was struck again at some point while inside his home, which is pretty freaking uncommon. It's not impossible, apparently. So just for those of you who live in the South and you deal with these a lot, even inside, you're not safe. Just stay away from windows, doors, uh, outlets, anything. Well, it's wool. not just Don't that. spend your own wool during thunderstorms either. Or just like make sure it's it's wet wool. Probably don't do that. I don't think that's good for spinning wool. Probably but not. You can, it, it doesn't even have to be like near a window or anything like that. I don't remember where I heard this from, but I've heard of it traveling down the chimney into the house. I've, that would uh, be my I luck. It, I don't even have one and it would still probably do <laughs> I know. It, it would be my luck. But wow, twice? I mean, once is and you survive. It's a freak accident. Twice? What God did he piss off? Well, unfortunately on the second one, he didn't survive it. Oh, yikes. Okay. So he was then buried in Childersburg by his family. Like we said, they moved him from Louisiana back to Alabama. Unfortunately, even the grave couldn't protect William. And his grave site was struck by lightning, destroying his tombstone. The family what? just could not believe it. Even so, they were able to gather enough funds to have his grave site and tombstone repaired. Only to have it struck again. And yet again, the tombstone was destroyed. Aren't there like, aren't there like places in the world where lightning strikes it all the time, like in the same spot all the time? Yeah, but it's not usually a tombstone in the middle of a cemetery and it's not even the highest point. Well, no, I know. But there's reasons why they strike there. My thought is like, scientifically, I thought it was because of whatever point uh, of the earth that is, it's why. But um, is he a point of the earth? I'm wondering because it's following him, <laughs> even inside the house. Just, yeah, I don't understand how this is happening. I don't think anybody could, but I will say that this time the family decided to just leave it as it was because they didn't have the money to replace the tombstone again. So they literally took the rocks and just stacked them up as best they could and left it alone because they just well, they couldn't. thought at that point is like cremating and, you know, spread his ashes in like the ocean or something like that. I mean, he still lived to be 77 years old after being struck by lightning twice. So he still had a maybe pretty it was long just life. Like, maybe it was like an upset God. And they were like, I wasn't done with you. <laughs> and so now they're just like angrily lashing out at his grave. Like, fuck this yeah, dude. Two more. I, you know what? You were supposed to be struck two more. You know, what? I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> Same yeah. years it was supposed to happen. Oh, man. I wonder what he did. God, I've created know, my own nothing. narrative. So today you can actually still visit the site. And people no, do pretty, regu pretty regularly, <laughs> actually. Um, and you can just see the pile of stones, which is all that's left of his tombstone. It's just that yeah. they just gave up. Do people just have death wishes? Like, you're going to go to an well, area he, that's like known for could, being struck oh. by lightning? <laughs> well, only go when it's not storming. That's my recommendation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be storming for it to lightning. <laughs> well, I mean, you need clouds in general. So no overcast days then. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So, you mentioned it, but just how rare is something like this? Because we've always been told that being struck by lightning is pretty rare. And 
you know, once is pretty rare. So twice has to be like astronomical. And then two times after you're dead, it strikes your gravesite twice. Like that's, well, oddly enough, there aren't actual statistics for that. Sorry to say, I can't provide you those facts, but. Oh, damn. According to 1819news.com, again, quote, it would be incredibly rare to get struck by lightning twice, said Dice. Getting struck by lightning one time is a fairly low chance depending on where you live, but twice is about one in nine or ten million of having that happening. And then having the grave stuck by lightning is certainly very interesting, end quote. Yeah, this dude, he's a part Somebody's of the Earth. after him. I mean, it's, it's interesting is all I can yeah. say. Who's the Le- god of, like, lightning? The, well, Poseidon? Thor? No. Thor? Thor, Zeus, I, I thought. Oh, is Thor. oh, well, it depends Thor. on... Oh, I, I went Norse, obviously. I went um, Greek. Yeah, Zeus would be yeah. in, in Greek. It depends on which one we're going, which, which direction we're going here. Maybe he pissed one of them off. Maybe. Who knows? Does anybody have their number? Call them. Ask them. <laughs> Lisa Pody, who works at the print shop in Childersburg, had has lived in the area all her life. She said she's always heard about William Cosper, his story, and his family that still lives in Childersburg. Quote, My dad used to rent the pasture land from our cattle, and he leased the property from them, said Pody. That's how I know of them, and that's been back in the 70s. Although she's never visited the grave herself, she says she wants to go see what the fuss is all about. I've heard people talk about it. It would be interesting to look at it to see if this area is, look into it to see if this area is just more prone to more lightning strikes, kind of what you alluded to. Is this like just a hot spot for cloud to ground lightning or otherwise? I just can't get over the fact that people are willingly going to a spot that gets struck by lightning. Well, the meteorologist Dice said that the Southeast in general does have a lot, perhaps more cloud to ground lightning in general. Okay. That's what we're talking about in this situation would be cloud to ground lightning. And there's quite a lot of that in the summertime in this area. And for reference, men are about four times more likely than women to be struck by lightning. That's I don't because know if they that's put because themselves they're taller in stupid situations. Or that, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> they're out there in the middle of a storm saying, well, I wonder what's going to happen in the middle of yeah. the field. There's, and especially in like hey, Alabama, y'all watch this hold my beer. Yeah. In <laughs> Alabama, where there's on average 240 plus uh, tornadoes a year, and the amount of dumb ass men who post videos, you know how many videos of, we have. <laughs> Damn, look at that tornado! And there, the tornado's like right there. It whips the car past. <laughs> Man, that thing got close. It's <laughs> uh, so yeah. I I think that I think it's that one. It's the second one. I think you're probably right. She is right. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, because they do stupid <laughs> it stuff? It literally says, in short, this is from the National Weather Service, in short, because of their behavior, males are at a higher <laughs> risk of being struck and consequently are struck and killed by lightning. Oh, God. <laughs> this is like the other version of all of those TikTok real stuff uh, fails that you see of men who have like ladders stacked on ladders and they're trying to reach something instead of buying a ladder that's actually tall enough. And they're like, this is why women live longer. Pure and simple. Like it's duh. so funny that the, 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 they they posted that on the national weather. Well, so, uh, that's hilarious, facts, y'all. It's facts. It's statistics. Facts. Don't come at us. One last note: William is not the person with the most lightning strikes in a lifetime. 
That honor is held by Roy Sullivan. However, as far as I can tell, William is the only one to have ever had lightning follow him to the grave. Which brings us to our next story. Oh, hey, no. you knocked out of the park. Pause. Hey. <laughs> I kept talking. <laughs> Crap. I have to stop giving you time to find these things. Okay. So let's move on to our second individual, Roy Sullivan. He is the record holder for most lightning strikes in a lifetime. Roy Sullivan was born in Greene County, Virginia on February 7th, 1912, which I found interesting because both of them were born within a week of each other on their date of birth. Like his was February 7th and Williams was February 13th. So, hmm. and also William died in 1919. Roy was born on 19 in 1912. So they're very close oh. together. It's so it's like he was passing the reins maybe. Oh, maybe. In any case, Roy worked as a ranger in the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia starting in 1936. From the years 1942 to 1977, Roy was struck by lightning a confirmed seven times. Possibly eight, because he said he was also (laughs) struck when he was a child, but nobody could confirm it, so he never claimed it. Kelsey's face. But also, that kind of makes sense, because you would expect lightning to strike in that area more frequently. Which we'll kind of get into, but also seven times, like for one person, that's that's still a lot. That's like, still why a lot. would you even? I think the second twice. one. Yeah, after the second quit. one, don't. I, why are you leaving your hazard. house? No, thank you. I'll live just, underground. Well, that's all we're saying. We've already confirmed that being in your house does not help, and we'll get to it. Okay, great. Because it wasn't yeah. all at work that all these happened. Get a cave. Get <laughs> a a cave door. A troll door. Um, giant troll door. If nobody knows, there's this whole conspiracy about giant cave hidden cave doors with giant trolls. Like go, but she take desperately over one wants of their to cover at some point. Maybe. I do. Go get go steal one of their houses, uh, and you're safe. That's it. Or it's a mighty big statement. Need a you're safe, but okay. <laughs> This confirmed number was and still is a Guinness world record and one I feel fairly confident that nobody wants or is planning on trying to beat. Here's the summary of the lightning strikes according to GuinnessWorldRecords.com since I figured that was probably one of the best sources. And I also have additional details sprinkled throughout the summaries um, just where I could find information. So his first, unfor- quote, his first unfortunate encounter with electrostatic discharge came in April of 1942. He was working as a ranger at the Shenandoah National Park in the Blue Ridge Mountains and was hit in the right leg by a direct bolt while fleeing a watchtower that had been set ablaze. You guessed it after being hit by lightning. Oh Roy was God. left with scorch marks on his leg and lost the nail on his big toe as a result. Oh, what a travesty. I will say he probably <laughs> felt it, it was it was fine. He wasn't super worried about the toenail in, in I mean, the grand. Yeah, I think. you can just paint the skin if you don't have a toenail. It doesn't you don't have to nobody will it doesn't notice. have to be a toenail to be painted, you know? That's sure. what I'm saying. I don't think he was painting him to begin with, but sure, yeah, you could totally do it. Could you wait, was he married? I didn't ever get to where when he when exactly he was married. At some point he is married though. Could you imagine being his he wife? Was married for like a while. every time you guess or oh, together, just like you're just, just, just give me a minute. There's some, there's risk. some, inter- okay. there's an, there's, there's an interesting part, little, little tidbit of information later. 
So this terrifying encounter would be enough to keep some people indoors for the rest of their lives, much as you alluded to. But unfortunately for Roy, it was the first of many times he'd find himself in such a predicament. Roy was struck by lightning so many times he eventually earned the nickname Spark Ranger. Which, rude. (laughs) But also fitting. (laughs) I have heard of that Avenger. Yeah, sure. Maybe. The Wait, next Kelsey's, thing- last, la- Kelsey's <laughs> laughing, and you're just like, uh. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that not a testament to how this friend, these friendships work? In general? <laughs> I'm, I'm hilarious. That is all you I'm are. saying. You're <sighs> so funny, so funny. I know. The next incident came in July of 1969 when Roy was knocked unconscious and left with burned eyebrows and a destroyed wristwatch after being struck while driving his truck. In July of 1970, a year later, he was struck while in his garden, so at home, not at work, and his left shoulder was seared. And according to another source, the lightning hit a transformer close by and jumped from the transformer onto his shoulder, causing this one. (laughs) It was like, nah, bitch, you can't dodge this one. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) Like being this dude and like, you know how when I get really depressed and I can't get out of bed and I'm like crying and stuff like that, you think he just wakes up every day like that? He's like... I mean, maybe I would. I wouldn't want to go to work. So traumatic. And in April 1972, a lightning strike set his hair on fire while he was in a guardhouse at work. Another source, according to another source with a bit more information, he tried to smother the fire with his jacket, then ran to the restroom to try to put it out with water from the sink, but he couldn't fit his head under the faucet. So he ended up using a wet towel to put out the flames. This I incident stuck his head in the toilet. Well, I, I kind of thought of that too, but I guess he didn't want to do that. I don't know. Maybe it was a porta potty. I don't know what kind of restroom we're talking about. Anyway, I mean germs, death. Uh. I don't know. It, at this point, this was number one, two, three. This was the this was the fourth time. So maybe he was less scared of the lightning and more scared of germs. That could be fair. Or just poo water in general. I mean, I'm scared of poo water. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Well, this incident was actually the one that made him start considering something else is going on. And he became fearful of thunderstorms, which I'm surprised it took this long. But I guess he was like, hey, wait, there's something weird going on here. This is the fourth time. To the extent that if he was caught in a storm while he was in his truck, he would pull over and lie down in the seat and and, like lie down in the, the bench seat. Until the storm passed. He also carried a can of water with him at all times in case he was struck and his hair caught on fire again. Well, at least he's prepared. Gotta do something, right? So believe it or not, his hair was set on fire again when he was struck in August of 1973 while in his vehicle. Again, this is the second time in his vehicle. This time, his legs were also seared. With this incident, he said he thought the storm cloud seemed to be following him. When he believed he had outrun the storm, he exited his truck only be only to be struck shortly after that. This time, he said later he actually saw the bolt hit him, which was the from what I can tell the first time that he actually saw it. The bolt moved down his left arm to his left leg, kicking off his shoe, then crossed to his right leg below his knee where it exited. I, I'm, at this point, I think I would have just shaved my head. Yeah, he then poured the can of water that he kept with him to put his head out again. 
because it was on fire again. Okay. And I just put on on my notes, this poor man. <laughs> like he just <laughs> I really feel for him at this point. Like I'm carrying water with me because I'm afraid I'm gonna get struck by lightning and my hair is gonna catch on fire. Like that's not normal. And that has that has to be rough. Yeah, you, you need to go live underground, my guy. Or something. So if that wasn't enough, poor Roy injured his ankle and burned his hair again when lightning got to him on another occasion during a walk, just, just walking, in June of 1976. So that was three years later. Finally, Roy's chest and stomach were burned when he was struck during a fishing trip on a boat in June of 1977. Thankfully, Roy's relationship with lightning appeared to end there. Although there wasn't an, another interesting aside on this one. When he turned to his car, apparent like after he had been struck, he turned to go towards his car and a bear was approaching the pond to try to steal the trout from his fishing line. Roy what? reached out, grabbed a tree branch and struck the bear while his hair was still on fire from this lightning strike. <laughs> and Dude, he claimed later... Most- <laughs> this is the most badass like like the Avengers I've ever heard of. Like it, he's like, yeah, I just you know I, I'll get my hair in a minute. This has happened before. It's fine. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take care of the threat right now, which is the bear. Okay, cool, dude. Shave your head. He claimed later that this was actually the 22nd time he had had to hit a bear with a stick. Okay, I mean he's a ranger, so it probably did happen, but I feel like he was exaggerating a little bit. At yeah, least a little it's, bit. It's like when guys tell you it's 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 ten f- inches. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were gonna go that direction. <laughs> like, no, 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 I swear, it's, it's sixteen inches. Oh uh, God, no! It's, it's, Thank you. it's massive. No, it's not, honey. <laughs> so he wasn't struck again before he died in 1983 at the age of 71. So, for instance, for reference, in an 80-year lifespan, the chances of being struck once are about 1 in 10,000. So, that if is, we take... That's actually that, pretty low compared that's to very what I thought low. it was. I am so scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we take that number and apply those statistics to Roy's case and not increase... Like, we're, we would have to take exponential, right? Because it was seven times. You're looking at one... To 10 to the 28th power or one in one followed by 28 zeros, which is a number that I don't even know what to call it, to be perfectly it's honest. But it's really long. It's really long. It's a lot. But of course, this doesn't technically adequately represent the likelihood because with Roy, because of the nature of his job and where he was located, he had a much more likely chance of experiencing storms in general especially lightning storms. Plus, if he's in watchtowers, those are higher points. So it's much more likely that he would be in an area that's more likely to be struck by lightning. But just to give you an idea. Yeah. Even one in 10,000 to be picking up what you're putting down. It it feels (laughs) like I should have been hit by lightning by now. Probably. Between between that and what you say sometimes, yes, absolutely. Between 1959 and 2000, 58 people were killed and at least 238 people were injured by lightning in Virginia, the whole state. During that same time period, across the entire U.S., 3,239 people were killed and 13,057 were injured. That ends up making Virginia... Virginia makes up about 1.8% of both the deaths and the injuries 
of all U.S. injuries and deaths, which is actually right along the lines of where they should be in general. Uh, I feel like it, it's it's interesting that uh, Florida's not, for once, top of that. Hey, I didn't list. do all of the states. I'm not going to go go into that. <laughs> that. That's too much. That's too much mathing. I've done a lot of math lately. We just talked about how I'm going for certification. I I could do one state. Do more I, math. I, it's your job. No, thank you. Yeah, it's my job. I don't want to do it for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me the numbers. Me I'm too stupid. <laughs> oh, man. I'm uh, sure Florida's higher up, and I would have to guess that Alabama honestly probably is. So is Georgia, just because we're further south. Um, I feel like that would make sense. Kelsey, do the searches. Gonna, An- anyway, interestingly, we'll she needs to hunker down <laughs> below ground. <laughs> she probably does anyway. Texas is the state with the highest lightning count across well, the United States. that doesn't count. It's also Why? huge. Massive. Okay, all right. Well, give me a minute. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, ma'am. All right. So, interestingly, Roy's wife was also struck by lightning once while hanging out the uh, washing in their backyard. And although he was there helping her, he managed to escape at that time. <laughs> the immediate divorce. Immediate divorce. <laughs> it's your fault. Good Lord. So, unfortunately, it seems that all those lightning strikes did take a toll on Roy. He died in 1983 from a gunshot wound to the head, seemingly self-inflicted, though some did speculate that his wife may have killed him. But there was not any real, like, evidence or real belief that that was the case. So it was officially ruled a suicide. She could have still been pissed about the lightning. I mean, that's what some people said, that she was just tired of Oh, my God. All people are the, so like, mean. That's literally what it said on the, the like, the little tidbit that they would say. Well, it's possible that she did it, but it seemed like the way that it was, it seemed self-inflicted. Um, it was his own gun. And everybody, from what people could tell, I mean, they got along. So there's no real reason to justifiably think that that was the case. What you got, Kelsey? So I've looked, first I looked up which state has the most lightning strikes, but then I was like, I'm going to look up which state has the most people that are struck by lightning. And Florida takes the cake. It says, <laughs> Congratulations, sorry, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> I don't even know Jenny, but sorry. Um, Florida is considered the lightning capital of the country with more than 2,000 lightning injuries over the past 50 years. Other hotspots are Florida, Texas, well, I already said Florida, sorry, Texas, Colorado, North Carolina, Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Missouri, New Jersey, Pennsylvania are also um, high up on the list. Hey, we beat you. Pennsylvania, just the weird North, like New England state that gets all of the really bad ones, because I think they were the highest in sinkholes, too, in New England. Like, where does, what's happening there? Are you guys okay? Please tell us. Don't worry about it. I don't think New England's real. I, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, sorry, Liz. <laughs> no, she. Um, it makes sense to me that Florida would be the highest one because most people who live there are not smart men. And they're out and about. Try to wrestle alligators there. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come that's on. Fair. That's That's kind of fair, to be honest. Yeah. I think you're safe, Jenny. Just. <laughs> well, she is. Underground bunker. Maybe, maybe keep Fred inside. That's all I'll say. Anyway. Yeah. So today, two of his ranger hats are on display at two of the Guinness World Record museums. One of them is in New York City and the other is in South Carolina. Oh, 
Wait, according what's South to Carolina? I have no idea. I guess because that's probably the closest location to where he actually lived in Virginia. Okay. Because they don't have one everywhere. I know they have one in uh, Gatlinburg, but I don't, I don't know that they have how many they have total. Well, we don't talk about Tennessee. We try not to. According to Wikipedia, Roy was mentioned in pop culture several times, which makes sense since he was in the Guinness Book of World Records, including the lyrics in a 2005 album, Three Songs, uh, I guess it's called Three Songs, by I Hate Myself, are inspired by how Sullivan was lucky enough to survive being repeatedly struck by lightning. In the 2000, which I found this interesting, and I actually remembered it because I watched this movie. But in the 2008 film, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, the character Mr. Dawes often tells the title character that he was struck by lightning seven times, a detail that didn't actually appear in the original 1922 short story it was based on. So they just kind of okay. Well, I in there. The Benjamin Button story freaks me out. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I get, Not even a little bit. Nightmares. I don't like to watch it. It's a little, it's, it's a little weird. I watch it once. Well, uh, pff, once is enough, honestly. You're not going to I just, like, an old man baby? Come on. A baby, a baby that's an old man? And then an old man that's a baby? No. That is nightmare fuel. I mean, it is, but also, is it that far removed? Because don't we all kind of revert? They're, they're both kind of wrinkly. That's the general, I think that's the general idea is that you're kind of reverting in, in, either way. But neither here nor there. We won't get into that okay. whole thing. In 2016 video game Firewatch, an adventure game about a volunteer park ranger, Sullivan is mentioned when the main character says lightning doesn't strike twice. The character Delilah then mentions Sullivan being struck seven times as well as his death. What an exciting sounding video game. Right? Um, okay. In 2021 short film, Dawn vs. Lightning, um, that is actually inspired by his true story. So I might watch that. It's a short story, so it wouldn't take too long. So basically my message to you guys is uh, just be careful out there because you can't do anything to avoid lightning. So uh, you can not luck. live in Florida. Do not live in Florida for any reason yeah. whatsoever, because we cover this regularly. Like, you should know this. I mean, I'm always saying, get out of Florida. Also, Jenny said she laughs out loud every single time we say sorry, Jenny, when we mention Florida. <laughs> <laughs> She's not the only listener uh, in Florida that we know. Um, I have the Yeah, but the they're Florida all gals. probably laughing because they're like, yeah, like, thanks. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> we live here. We know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I got for you. So, so, so here's your like a little bit more lighthearted. Yay. Thank you. I needed that. Watch out for lightning. Yeah. I was going to take a bath, but now I'm afraid I'm going to like <laughs> be struck in the bath by lightning. Because are your, are your pipes copper or, or metal or are they plastic? I don't know. I'm, I didn't construct. I don't know. I'm you not a house look. construction person. You can probably go in your basement and look up. Why would I do that? That's all the way down there. Okay. Do what you will. I know I know what mine are made out of, so I don't take baths. <laughs> I don't take baths during sun- thunderstorms. <laughs> oh, really? Copper. Is it? Most of it's copper, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I took a bath in your bathtub. Not during a I thunderstorm. I would not I let you do died. that. 
I would not it let was, you do that. And on my birthday, it I was take on care my of birthday. my friends. I take care of my friends. It was not. Well, it was not storming. Relax. Yeah, handle all those. You things. haven't gotten my life insurance policy put on place anyway. That Kelsey, you know of. As soon as she does it, that you know of. Yes, sisters. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, I well, do cover job. a lot of black widows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, is there a reason why you're so invested in black no, widows? Absolutely not. Absolutely uh-huh. not. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Well, good job. Good job. I needed that. That was that was great. It was terrible for them, but it was it was great. It was awful. I, I think what we've learned is is if it happens once and you live, just underground bunker yeah. the rest of your life. I think that's just a don't good give call. it another opportunity. In general, yeah. Well, good job, me. Good job, you. Good job, Kelsey. Good job, you, for finding those special buttons that I just can't wait for you to be able to use on a more regular basis. <laughs> Kelsey oh, freaking God. out in the background. Oh, my God. It keeps going. Stop. You can email us at ReverGals at ReverTales.com. Email me your show suggestions. Email me to let me know that I am pretty because I am. And you guys will be able to see us on YouTube here very soon. Samantha. Where can they find us on the social medias? I mean, if you wanted to, you could find us at Reaper Tales Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram. Also YouTube. I got to get used to saying that. Also, please, por favor, like, rate, review, subscribe, all of the all of the many things um, on whatever listening platform that you use. Bonus points if you do it on ones that you don't use because you're just letting people find helping people to find us. Assuming you like us. If you if you don't, you can still do it and you're going to piss off people that you don't like. So, hey, it works either way. Until next time. We love you. We mean it. Okay, bye. The Reaper will come.